produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. What, another show. Yet again, a show that we normally, that I don't ever do on Wednesdays, well, do on Wednesdays in a very blue moon. Uh, but no, it's Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Good. Pretty, pretty good. I, I'm I th- trying to recover from Mother Nature being drunk again. Last week, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about how no cold kidding. it was here and how it was like negative degrees. And I had actually my pipes in my f- kitchen freeze because we had negative 30 degree wind chills. This week, it's 55 and sunny. Yep. And all the snow is gone. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, it's back warm down here. Uh, I think today our high was like 79. Yeah. It's like inconsistency between it saying, yeah, and I'm not, not digging it. So I would complain. Well, I am complaining. Um, <laughs> there's that too. Stupid phone. Thankfully, those bleeps can go away. You guys don't hear them. Um, check out the website, wookieradio.net. Check out our affiliates and our shop. When you get better about putting the shop, when you get better about putting the shop in the show notes. Uh, and I need to start pushing it again on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and wherever else. Um, but you can do like, uh, like you might have seen us retweet where Steven, who you know from Smuggler's Alliance, bought a Wookiee Radio hat. Looks great. Get your own hat. There's multiple colors. A bunch of other great stuff. T-shirts, baseball jerseys, hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, knit hats, ball caps, quite a few different things. Go there and, and get your stuff. So support getting that helps support us. So uh, good times. Yeah, I'm looking through. I may have to get one of these ball caps. I'm looking at them now. Yeah. <sighs> All right, this one here. See what? Oh, that would look good in a brown or in a black. Yeah, I think I have one for brown as well. Yeah, but I don't know. Black just seems like it's better. So of course I would end up getting the dad hat, <laughs> the twill dad hat. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two people who are not dads on the show. I know. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, Kyle and I are the only two that you have that are not dads, aren't we? Nope, Derek's not oh. a dad either. Ah, okay. Yeah, y'all are just fur. Y'all have fur babies. That's right. Yep. That's enough for now. Yep. <laughs> have little Ewoks running around. Yeah. So, um, there's that. Uh, still running the competition. Yeah, I, I kind of like that spruce hat, just because it's not black. <laughs> it's not gray. <laughs> 
the dark gray is not bad. I had, I thought I had one that on here that was, oh, there's the flex fit. I'm a flex fit guy. I'm not an adjustable yeah. hat guy. I like flex fit. The problem, the only problem I have with it is it wears out too soon. Yeah, depends on the on the hat. But I, I thought I had that flex fit. You only have in like the trucker style with a mesh in the back. Yeah, uh, but if I remember right, oh, it is a plastic mesh. I thought I had one that was more of a nylon mesh, more more fabricy than plastic knit. Yeah, I need to go back and find those hats. Um, but no, that I thought I had a couple other options. I did because I also had some that were uh, supposed to be sized differently, where they had different sizes. Oh well, I will be working on those. Um, so yeah, how celebration is what seventy something days away at time of recording. I will tell you here momentarily while you before keep going. you know it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, some new announcements came out. Uh, we have guest announcements. Peter Mayhew, aka the original Chewbacca, along with Donald Faison and Marina Velasco, are on their cool. way be guests at Celebration. Also, too, Jason Isaacs is going to be there. Um, Very cool. And then also yeah. also announced. That's like, what's that? Hey, Mike, as of right now, as of time of recording, we have sixty three days, nine hours, forty seven minutes, and fifty seconds. So figure out what time from just that over two. Where recording that's right um just a few months so we also have uh hype phase on which is donald phase on he's gonna be there jason isaacs the voice of the grand inquisitor from rebels gonna be there mm-hmm. vanessa marshall's returning um and is reuniting with uh other members of rebels i believe um marina Velasco, who is Toradoza in Resistance. Um, Michael Pennington, who was Moff Jerjerod in Return of the Jedi. And Tom Kane from The Clone Wars. And everything else in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Tabor, who was Padme, is returning along with Dee D- D- Bradley Baker. Another voice where you hear everywhere, even whether you know it or not. <laughs> yep. Who well, actually started here at Epcot. Or he, yeah. he, had, he's, he spent a long time here at Epcot with a show called Anacomical. Ah, that so. would make sense. It's, he, uh, it's like, if you look at his IMDb, he probably has more credits as animal sound effects than he does as actual speaking parts. Yeah. <laughs> it's him and, um, who is it? I think Frank Welker is the other one that, they, like, every animal in the animated world is the two, one of the two of them. Ah, uh, Frank Welker, one of the greats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also to the father of all clones, Timur, Tim, <laughs> Timura. Tamora Morrison is yes. also going to be there. But I was surprised. Vicky's been watching a bunch of like alien invasion movies and stuff. He is all over the place in um in the sci-fi stuff from Australia, from here. He actually was in some movie recently. Um, he was obviously an Aquaman with uh, with Jason Momoa, but Jason Momoa did that Frontier TV series on Netflix, and right. Morrison's in that also with with him. Yeah, he he's pretty much everywhere, which is pretty cool. Um, also confirmed at the end of January, and I don't remember how we forgot this, uh, Ashley Eckstein, Daniel Logan, Jet Lucas, Ken Leon. I, actually, I think this all came out after we recorded. That's why we didn't have yeah. it. Yeah, all this is from this week. Uh, Katie yeah. Cartwell and John Ratzenberger are going to be there. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Katie... 
Caddy Cartwheel is an actor and circus performer who played Hurid 327 in Force Awakens and was a character performer in Star Wars The Last Jedi and Solo, A Star Wars Story, including the body of Rio in, in Solo. Oh, nice. I don't hmm. remember who Hurid is. As soon as I... Hurid. Uh, let me search. Okay. Hurid is the one that you see as they're going into Maz Kanata's castle. Yeah, she's like... It's like a security droid. Yeah. Oh, it's a load lifter droid. Okay. Yeah. So she apparently was in a mo in a mocap suit doing that. So yeah, I have another well, friend cool. who actually went out to Hollywood like last year and uh, and got work almost immediately. She's a little person, but she's perfectly proportioned like a regular person. And right. immediately she got picked up to start doing mocap stuff for like um, James Cameron and guys like that. She's oh, been working like two years on Avatar. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. that's very cool. So um, so yeah, from there, there's uh, pretty much all I got for. Yeah. Or, not, or cast announcements or guest announcements even though, coming. Yeah. Well, even though we're not going to be there, this this is going to be fin fantastic. And this is probably the celebration I should have tried to go to since it's only like eight hours from me. Yeah. Wow. I could have drove there. Tickets are, are gone at this point. Yeah. And all the press passes are gone too, so. Yeah. But uh, you, you could always go searching for five-day passes on the Celebration Facebook page yeah. if you wanted to. If you want to spend that kind of money. Because <laughs> they're not going to be standard ticket price if they yeah. can help. I don't Definitely. know. Some, some are, some aren't. Well, I think you were mentioning this last week, how there's actually a lot of people that are uh, actually deciding to sell and not go to Celebration because of when Galaxy's Edge is opening. Yeah. There's some people that are actually deciding to sell off their tickets for Celebration because they'd rather go see the opening of Galaxy's Edge since that's a one-time thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, the other thing I was hearing with Celebration um, is, I guess, the, the guys over at Rebel Force Radio were mentioning the stadium or the arena sizing is only going to be cut like three quarters of the size and that yeah that's what we were hearing and that's well but if you went to see a concert there looking at their layout it'd be the same thing basically that's what they're yeah. doing yeah most of your major basketball arenas or um your indoor arenas if you're not using doing a sporting event that at least um a third if not a half of the arena is closed off so they exactly. said this is the, the arena that's hooked up to the outside of McCormick Place, I guess they said, is right around the 10,000-seater. Right. So they're still going to – and this is all they're using this for is for the uh, main hall. It would be – if you're at Comic-Con, it would be Hall H. Correct. So this is still going to be a 5,000-seater. <laughs> but, the, but they're still talking about they may be cap capping that down even more for this. Because, because they're not – How they sell this overall? Uh, I don't know. But supposedly – I mean, they're, they're guesstimating numbers. Everyone's guesstimating this is going to be over. Over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, well, did you say last celebration down in Orlando was only like eighty or eighty-five thousand, wasn't it? Uh, wonder if there's official numbers on Wikipedia. I'm sure there is somewhere. Because I could have sworn everybody's saying that McCormick Place is actually smaller than Orlando no. than the space they use for Orlando. The area. But then again, I don't know. They have some additional new buildings for the McCormick Place too. So McCormick Place itself, all buildings, is more than what we have here in Orlando with our north south building and east and east west building okay but they're also the area being used is less space than what Orlando offered up so go figure right mhm mm so yeah uh according to read pop 70,000 fans attended celebration orlando okay so mm. 
So they're expecting 30,000 more. But yet, they don't have the staff to handle it. Even with the volunteers, I'm hearing they're not going to have the staff to handle it. Which yeah. could be why they're going. there may be a further reduction in size of attendance for the main hall. I don't know. So Trying to look now the size of the Cleveland, the convention center in Cleveland to see what the chances of us ever getting one here. <laughs> what was the square footage that they're using? Do you have any idea for that? Uh, I do not. Okay. Because the Cleveland Convention Center, well, I don't know about the IX Center, but the Cleveland Convention Center downtown has 200, 225,000 square feet of exhibit floor. Yeah. Uh, um, see, Orlando, our convention. I don't, this one website's not helping me at all. Try and find the top convention centers. There used to be a list. I know there's a list out there. Uh, Aha. Well, here in Cleveland, or at the Cleveland Airport, if they use the IX Center, the International Exposition Center, which is right at the airport, they, they have 2,200,000 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think that would be big enough, but yeah, that's yeah. all one giant building. It's uh, you have to section off what you want and everything else. It's all one big room, um, like a giant warehouse. According to this one site, that doesn't give the total space. Top convention center um, or exhibit space one one billion square feet. Now one million square feet. This is okay. Right. This is right. There's more than that. I say that's what this has here as IX Center. One million square feet of exhibition and conference space. Okay, let's do Florida Orange County Convention Center. Orange County Convention Center offers total space seven seven million square feet. Yeah, uh, of total space two million one hundred thousand square feet of which is exhibit space. Ah. Okay. Uh, it is the second largest convention center in the U.S. after McCormick Place in Chicago. Ah, so with the additions, they've actually made McCormick the biggest one. Not by much. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is you said Repop, this was, um, according to rumors, limiting this down because of lack of um, employees. Why wouldn't you just hire on more employees? Yeah. You're going to make more money. The more tickets you sell, the more money you're going to make. Uh, I know, especially for like that. It's the McCormick place. The, the arena is not even part of it. I mean, their theater, no. the theater they have, that's attached to it, the Ari Crown Theater, only holds 4,250 people. That's why they're going to use the arena. Right, which Repop would then be paying extra for. They're going to get their money back on this. Oh, yeah. Four day, five day badges were what, $150 each? Yep. And yep. um, so, but they don't, this site does not list the actual square footage. Well, Wikipedia doesn't list the square footage on here, total square footage. All hmm. it says is exhibit hall floor space is 2,670,000 square feet. So, not by much, but Orlando is got even more additions coming. So, I mean, how much more do you want? Yeah. But with Orlando, I hate to say it, after hearing everything with Chicago, Orlando still got the hotel space around the convention center that Chicago does not. Yeah. Well, the problem that with Chicago is probably the fact that McCormick Place, I believe, is right downtown. Yes. So you're limited on where what you can build around it. Yes. Right. So, for, yeah. so for, remember, everybody going to Celebration can get a good look at the um, parking lot where the Lucas's Museum could have been. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Thanks the thanks to the what, friends of the park. That's what they were calling it, the friends of the parking lot. So, yep. Anyway, so yeah, it's celebration news with a little de- <laughs> with a little sidetrack. A big detour. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's move on to the next story. Yeah, get away from celebration a little. <laughs> well. Yeah, uh, let's move on to something that's probably not going to be great news for a lot of fans. 
Uh, we're going to move into the world of video, Star Wars video games for a while as we discuss uh, something that Bob Iger, who's been saying a lot of things lately, has said about the relationship between uh, Disney and EA. Uh, and during the recent, a recent earnings call, he stated that Disney has a good relationship with EA and that they won't be canceling their license to make Star Wars video games. Despite, despite the fact that there have been a few setbacks for EA Star Wars titles and several rumors that EA could be losing the license, Bob Iger has confirmed that no, that is not going to happen and that EA will be allowed to keep the Star Wars license. <sighs> Which I'm sure many fans uh, are screaming out in pain right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, of course, we all know the whole fiasco around Battlefront and the uh, the heavy-handed implementation of loot, the loot crate system, which would, which gave players who bought them a huge advantage over those who didn't. In terms of access to abilities, characters, and weapons. And uh, there was a lot of criticism for that, as you may recall. If you don't recall, then where have you been hiding? Well, didn't we also discuss, too, that that might be going away here as well because of the lawsuits from Europe? Possibly coming uh, here? Quite possibly, yes. Um, because uh, there's criticism that it promoted gambling due to the random nature of the loot crates. Uh, that led to investigations from the Belgian and Dutch governments over claims that the game was promoting illegal gambling to ch children, which caused EA's stock value to plummet. But uh, despite all of that, there's no ill will between <coughs> EA and uh, the higher-ups at Disney. Uh, as I said, Iger said they have a good relationship. Disney, a good relationship with EA, and Disney does not want to become a video game publisher, despite the the fact that they have the resources to do so because they haven't Disney hasn't had much luck with entering that part of the entertainment industry in the past. Isn't that's that like the only did. part of the entertainment industry they're not doing? That's, that's only, just about the same. Pretty only much because the only because we haven't bought anyone yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, uh, here's a potential future possibility. Just think, just just imagine it here. This is purely imagination, but Nintendo has there have been rumors coming out that Nintendo will eventually become will stop producing hardware and just do like Sega and focus on software so what if when that happens Disney were to buy Nintendo I'm just saying you know that would be something but anyway I see it going more to Universal NBC before Disney especially since they're building the whole they're collaborating with Universal for the new Nintendo World Park yes I don't think uh, Nintendo will ever you know sell out but no um, anyway so uh, the higher ups at EA have shown some regret over the whole Battlefront 2 problem and they have claimed that they aim to not make the same mistakes in the future sure or at least not get caught making the same mistakes in the future. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, of course, the next Star Wars game that we know of will be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is uh, at last at last we heard was possibly coming out at the end of 2019. So we'll we see what happens with that. Canceled? 
We just reported on it like a week or two ago that it's been canceled. No, no, no. They, they had a separate one that was an no, open world. Fall order. Fall. Separate. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Fallen Order is supposed to be coming out at the end of this year. So we'll see what happens then and see if EA has actually learned any lessons from the past. Although I don't think, I mean, Fallen Order is not going to be a, another Battlefront game. So it probably, you know, the chances for having loot crates are probably not as uh, high. Yeah, I believe Fallen Order is supposed to be more of a straight narrative driven adventure game like um, any of your like Uncharted and Tomb Raider and all the just regular linear story game, isn't it? I believe so, yes. And it, <clears throat> I think it's an open... Uh, no, they they canceled the open uh, world it might not be. Yes, that's the one that got canceled. That's right. Okay, yeah. Now I'm getting all con- discombobulated. Yeah, I think that one was supposed to... They were working on the open world game, but I think it was a similar concept to where they were going to go with 1313. Even though it right. wasn't that same thing, but it was a general idea. Right. And I, I still, think that, I, yeah, the open world one was the one they had the... Um, I think it was the creator or the um, director from Uncharted they had actually hired to do that game. I right. I still, I still so it's supposed want to be that 13, kind of game. 13. I want thirteen, thirteen. Someone finish you it. You and everybody else. <laughs> you and everybody else. It's, coming. it's dead, dead in the water. So there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I actually saw gameplay footage. What they have been working on. Oh my god. It does not exist. Uh, it never will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it existed somewhere, and it's still there somewhere. Oh, it's still out there somewhere. Yeah. Just like detours. Yeah, detours never... is still sitting there. Oh, I know where. Yes. St- I know where all the episodes of Detours are, and I, I still can't get copies of them, even though I said I would sign a non non compete, non disclosed, non whatever. <laughs> yep. I know where they're at too. They're sitting on Disney Plus. We just haven't got there yet. No. <laughs> like I said, I I know where copies are, and they're authorized copies. The person who has a set is authorized to have them, but just not authorized to show them. Yeah, well, he could. They could show them if you go to their house. Mm. Just not allowed mm. to to make copies. Which all right, <laughs> you got to follow the rules so you can continue to have this kind of access. Hey, I will. I'll sign whatever he signed to make sure they stay that way. Anywho, that's all I have on that story. Okay. Well, that's not the only thing running around out there. Uh, last week, in case anybody didn't notice, the the Television Critics Association had their winter press junket thing that they do every winter, right. saying what's coming up for the next year. Well, as part of that, uh, <clears throat> where's this Taika Waititi or Taika Waititi, who is anybody if anybody doesn't know, he is directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and he was the director of Thor Ragnarok. But he is also one of the directors of The Mandalorian. And he actually uh, was there talking about different things he had done. And um, he actually talked a little bit about The Mandalorian. So we have some ideas on his on um, what he's doing uh, okay. now. It says uh, when it comes to directing. Now, this is interesting the way he worded this um, in regards to directing. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the Ewoks in? That was the Jawa. I was trying to find, oh. the, to find the Utini one. Ah, okay. Because that's who we're talking well, about, right? Utini? Yeah. <laughs> but in in regards to talking about the Mandalorian, uh, Waititi said, it was amazing. Favreau is a genius. It's fun doing something in the Star Wars universe. It's a strange, it's a strangest to see a stormtrooper. And then when you're um, doing a scene with 50 or 60 of them, it's amazing. Now, the interesting thing is, first thing he says when they asked um, 
what it's like directing Star Wars. He said it was amazing. So it sounds like his episode is totally done by now because he's talking about he already he it's in the past. It was amazing to do. So mm. that's kind of cool that we know at least one or two of the episodes are completed. I'm thinking a lot of the series is just about is all done. The first season is probably done filming already. Quite possibly. Uh-huh. Well, and then the next question they asked him was, can we expect his energetic, comical, and colorful style on the Boba Fett-inspired series? Now, um, this was from Deadline. And uh, anybody who doesn't know what they're talking about, watch Thor Ragnarok. Colorful, energetic comedy. That's that's what that movie was. And that, for me, that made that movie amazing. I loved every second of that. Over-the-top colors and all the fun. And it was just, it was a blast. And it, and it exploded in your eyeballs <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Well, he says... Um, um, if now is he going to bring that to the series? He said a little bit, but Star Wars is very different to the Marvel style. The tone of the first films should be adhered to. Uh, it's what the fans like. You can't disrespect, disrespect it, dis, but definitely my tone is there. So it looks like it's going to look very similar to what we got with the original trilogy. And uh, if you remember, that's what they were going for with The Force Awakens also. And actually, most of the newer movies, um, the standalone films and the uh, sequel trilogy have tried to adhere to that similar look of the used galaxy, a lot more muted colors and things like that, whereas the prequels were very bright and shiny shiny and new. So it looks like the Mandalorian, they're going to keep in that style, which if they're going to be on Tatooine, I wouldn't expect it to be bright and shiny and new. Okay. So it looks like this is going to, this is going to be cool. They're keeping to that, but it's going to be interesting to see where he gets his style put into this. Cause he said that the tone of his stuff is still there. So he's going to, it's going to be fun, a fun ride. I believe. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see uh, what his episode will be. Yeah. It'll be, well, seeing that Bryce Dallas Howard, it'll be cool to see what she comes up with yeah. and what I'm really interested in though is to see what Dave Filoni brings to it yeah I believe this is the first live action he's ever directed yeah that's gonna be real interesting and they gave him the pilot but if anybody knows how to um, tell a Star Wars story it's Dave Filoni we, we talk about that on here all the time we um, we pray at the altar of Dave Filoni when it comes to Star Wars <laughs> Currently, oh, yeah. well, so. we we we've even stated too our it's not our demands but our wishes on how organizations should be kind of redone or, or or made a little tighter. Yeah, and as far as I know, I haven't heard any backlash from it from any vocal minority on Twitter or social media. So mm-hmm. either they're not listening or we have a right idea and people are yeah. just being quiet. So. Yeah, and in, in case anybody didn't know, our ideas was um, Kathleen Kennedy is doing an awesome job. Let her be the business president of Lucasfilm. She's great at being a producer and getting the money and getting the job done. Put someone like Dave Filoni on top of creative so that there's a single buck stops here person. Right. Like Kevin Feige, if you would. Yeah, just, just make a, a do like, you know, leave Kennedy vice president, just like you know, the other heads. You know, and Kevin Feige is vice president as well, but make Filoni like vice veep where he, you know, as we said, controls everything. Exactly. For, for storyline, for continuity, for whatever. So we need one cohesive through line saying um, this is where we're going. 
You guys can write stories as long as they go in the same direction. Right. But for the films, he almost needs to be vice president. It, it, it almost seems like he needs to be, uh, ma- you know, Kennedy's president of Lucasfilm, make Filoni vice president of Lucasfilm um, cinematic. Maybe Pablo, Hoda- um, no, Pablo Hidalgo, vice president of Story Group, which helps keep maintain canon, but would also be the, the group in charge of keeping the books and the comics in line with what's going on with the movies and the cartoons and the TV shows. Yeah, but Story Group should, um, like you said, keep canon in line, but they still have to answer to the one single voice. Which is Filoni. Yeah. May- telling yeah. stories by committee doesn't always work. No. no that's In fact, it often does not work. Hence why um, Marvel Studios separated from Marvel Entertainment. Right, right. That's the big reason why, right there. Right. So, um, I guess that brings that back to me, huh? Looks like it. Yep. Speaking of story group, um, we have a new synopsis for Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice. Uh, now, of course, we've seen over the last few months that 2019 is not going to be just Episode Nine, and not just The Mandalorian, and not just Galaxy's Edge, but it's going to be a huge year for Star Wars publishing. And one of the most anticipated is Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice, which gives us a quick look into the tutelage of Obi-Wan Kenobi under Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, so Delray Books released uh, earlier this week a synopsis of the um, of the book, and it's an unexpected offer threatens the bond between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan Kenobi as the two Jedi navigate a dangerous new planet and an uncertain future. A Jedi must be a fearless warrior, a guardian of justice, and a scholar in the ways of the Force. But perhaps a Jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they have learned. Master Yoda trained Dooku, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like the thought of failing his apprentice. Uh, Obi-Wan has deep respect for his master but struggles to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Why is Qui-Gon drawn to the ancient Jedi prophecy? Instead of the more practical, practical, uh, getting dry. My lips are getting dry. Um, more practical concerns, and why wasn't Obi Wan told that Qui Gon is considering an invitation to join the Jedi Council, knowing it'd be the end of his partnership? Simple answer scares him. Obi Wan has failed his master. I was one I saw that I saw something that mentioned chosen one, but maybe not. Uh, when Jedi Ryu Ovenross, another former student of old Doku, requests their assistance with a political dispute, Jin and Kenobi travel to the royal court of Pijal for what may be their final mission together. What should be a simple assignment quickly becomes clouded by deceit and visions of violent disaster that takes hold in Gwygon's mind. As Gwygon's faith in prophecy grows, Obi-Wan's faith in him is tested, just as a threat surfaces that will demand that Master and Apprentice come together as never before or be divided forever. So, I think this is a pretty cool synopsis, and I'm actually kind of excited about this, because this gives us a tell of what kind of, what we see relationship-wise of the two at the start of Phantom Menace, so we get a little bit more of how it, it got to that point. 
Yeah. What's well, cool that you could tell, um, like we said earlier, when we first heard that uh, some of the things that are happening to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace being this year. Yep. Was, um, right. This is one of them that we're getting a lot of stuff that um, I think Hasbro's releasing some of the Phantom Menace figures. Uh, we got books all in the Phantom Menace in the prequel era. Uh, and one of the cool things back when the Phantom Menace first came out was some of these books that actually were, there was a couple of books that were about um, Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan, which are all now legends. It's great to see that we're actually yeah. going to get some new books that establish what is the current version of canon of their relationship. Yeah. Now the book. And how, how different is it from the original ones? The book releases the day after Celebration ends. So I'm sure there's going to be copies sold at Celebration. Yeah, it'll be, um, there'll be Celebration exclusives. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll always bring stuff like that. Yeah. They'll probably like a special book jacket or something. Yeah. Yeah, or cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and along with that, there are other books coming out. Um, of course, you know, we've talked about Marvel Star Wars of Galaxy's Edge uh, coming out in, with it first issue in April. But September 3rd of this year is a novel by Delia Dawson called Black Spire or Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Black Spire. Uh, in this novel, uh, it's a prequel to the park, Disney Park experience with General Leia Organa uh, dispatching her top spy to Batu in a desperate search for resistance allies. Uh, and then August 6th, I was say that's kind of a theme we're seeing throughout all kinds of things because that's resistance. Also, they're yep. looking for people to help the right. resistance. Yep. And Star Wars, yeah. and um, that's you get Casiano, who is a very rookie pilot, being asked, "Hey, help us out. We need people." Yep. Right yeah. now, they need bodies and anybody that can fly. <laughs> well, and I will be disappointed if they actually use Batu or Black Spire in any film or any series because the whole concept behind the Galaxy's Edge and Batu. Black Spire is it was only going to be mentioned and referenced, but we would never see it online that w- or see it on screen. That way you got the chance to experience it yourself when you went to the parks. Well, the only exception I'd like to see to that maybe is if they filmed it at one of the parks. Yeah. So that when you're there, you're actually seeing what was fil- what was on screen. True. Yeah. It, yeah. It, but I, I kind of want to leave it off screen. That way you got that first reaction of, Oh, this is what they're talking about. And th- and this is, you know, you, you get that awe moment when it's like, hey, I'm now in the movie, not, oh, it's something at the park. You, you actually get that feel of, okay, I'm now there, especially with what they're talking about. Um, now, also, too, from Zoraida Cordova, uh, this is coming from Disney Lucasfilm Press, A Crash of Fate. It's a young adult novel involving Izzy and Jules, who are best friends until in uh, Izzy's family abruptly left Batu when she was six. Now she's back, and Jules, the boy who never left, is unsure what to make of her. While on the run from vengeful smugglers and an angry pirate, mm, Honda, uh, the two friends will come to terms with who they are and what they mean to each other. So, um, and then there's another book, Star Wars Myth and Fables, which has nothing to do with the galaxy's edge. Well, actually, no, <laughs> not true. This is a, it's a middle grade novel. Uh, which has thrilling space tales, fables, and myths that are told in a galaxy far, far away. It features two stories that take place on the remote outer rim world of Batu, plus many other untold stories from the edge of the galaxy. So, um, so yeah, that is it for the books. Cool. 
Some good stuff yep. coming out. Very interesting. Now, I don't know about you guys, but it was quite entertaining. I mean, we told people we weren't expecting a teaser trailer at the Super Bowl, yet the outrage when it didn't happen. The outrage, <laughs> oh, I can't believe there was no trailer. Uh, hello, folks. Did you not pay attention? Yeah. Obviously. I was surprised by the lack of anything on the commercials at the Super Bowl this year. Uh, very trailer-wise, you, yeah. you had Avengers, you had Marvel, Captain Marvel, you had Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Toy Story 4. Uh, you had that what? At the very end, you got a little tease for it. You got what? Attila? Yeah, Lead of Battle Angel was at the very, very Alita. beginning. That's it. That's about it. I don't think there was anything else. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of commercials for CBS stuff, which means they didn't sell those commercial slots. Yeah. yeah. Don't, get, don't, yeah. Get me, don't get me started on Twilight Zone. Yeah. I got excited for it, and then it came across CBS Access. All Access. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Come on. Oh, I knew that was happening. We had covered it last week or two weeks ago on um, Geek Watch 1, so I knew it was going to the CBS All Access. There was another one that's going to CBS All Access that was like, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. All things Star, Star Trek are there, so. Yep. Yeah. Which season one is supposed to be over on Netflix. It is internationally. Yeah, but it was supposed to come to the U.S. six, eight months at, or six to nine months after the season ended. And uh, yeah, we're not there. Oh, well, this is Star Wars not Star Trek. Yes. So we have no beef with Star... Well, we as a show have no beef with Star Wars with Star Trek. Our beef is with CBS. <laughs> Our beef is yeah. with, with CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> as you mentioned, there was rumors that we were supposed to get something from in the Super Bowl for episode nine, but we didn't get it. Super Not a big surprise. Super Bowl. <laughs> but of course, you know, there's still some high anticipation of stuff to come out because people are not happy and are not satisfied that they got nothing. Yeah. Well, you can so, almost say that everybody got their hopes up, but their hopes were deflated at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I wouldn't say that, but anyway. <laughs> the the, yeah. the lone um, Patriots fan on any of the podcasts that I'm on. <laughs> nah, whatever. <laughs> Patriots won, that's all I can say. What you trying? We trying to, <laughs> lost you there for a second, Derek. What would you say? That you're all a bunch of losers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Our team didn't even make it to the playoffs, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, but our quarterback so, was there. Yeah. He was? Yes. Touting he will be there in the future. <laughs> ah, sure he wanted he to see what it looks like. On another team, perhaps. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so people are still hoping that we might get something, some little tidbit uh, of information sometime this week. Like, perhaps finally getting the actual title of the film. Instead of calling it episode nine, we could actually have a title, maybe, you think, possibly, hopefully, please, somebody. Um, according to a report by Express, there's evidence of a potential episode nine title reveal that could come from Lucasfilm this week. Uh, yesterday, actually, when did this come out? Yeah. So February 4th, uh, there was a tweet by C-3PO actor Anthony Daniels. A very strange cryptic tweet that said, how strange I am receiving images of something amazing coming towards us, traveling over decades through space and time, reaching out to all humans on this planet with its message. What could it be? Should I be afraid? 
Should you? Stay tuned. In a blue phone box, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so there's a lot of lot of weird possible messages in that tweet, uh, <laughs> including time travel uh, images. Could we get pictures uh, uh, of him on the set uh, and then traveling over decades? That's an interesting one. But it's leading a lot of people to believe that possibly we could get at least a title release um, due to that. And also because the title for episode eight was released in January of 2016. And if you follow that same trajectory, then we are long overdue for a title reveal for the third and final film. Not only that, but uh, there was some other signs pointing towards major Star Wars news in Disney's quarterly earnings call uh, yeah. was also the return of the Star Wars show and the anticipated end of episode nine's principal photography. So uh, come on already, Lucasfilm, just give us a title. Yeah, I still say the coolest way to do it would be they set it up like a um, just a 30 second teaser and you have the Lucasfilm logo come up and it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then just the um, you hit the Star Wars music and the logo ba- flashes on the screen for like 10 seconds. And that's it. That's all you get for the whole trailer. That would be a cool one. But wait, there's more. No, so, more. Oh, yeah, yes. So, and th- this goes um, in the category of wild speculation. Recently, uh, someone on Reddit claimed to have searched around in the JavaScript on StarWars.com and has come across the title for the final, uh, to which uh, they tweeted, uh, this came from 100% Star Wars. Uh, maybe the leaked title of Star Wars Episode Nine is Balance of the Force, and they show they show the you know they sent, show a picture of the StarWars.com website with the JavaScript. So um, the, that could be a possible title, uh, Balance of the Force, Star Wars Episode Nine, Balance of the Force. Uh, that goes along with rumored guidelines that the last movie of each trilogy has to have of the used in it, such as Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. But, uh, of course, those are just rumors and could possibly be too much use of the Force since we already had The Force Awakens. The shutting of their mouth. <laughs> That could be a possible title, sure. <laughs> Why not? How about just the Force returns to bed? We start so what, with the Force awakens. What <laughs> could it all the last Jedi? The Force goes back to sleep. Yeah. The, what could it all mean? The, You'll have to stay tuned to find out. The nana nana of the boo boo. <laughs> Force doesn't care what you want. Oh, Star Wars Episode Nine. The Rock says. That's right. It doesn't matter what The Rock says. So watch, you know, this time next week we'll be recording and saying, yep, so no title, no nothing, <laughs> you know, whatever. Lo- love to be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we definitely love to be proven wrong, but we shall see. I'm, I'm still holding out. They're not going to do it, but I'm holding out to see if they would just um, don't tell anybody. And the first people who see uh, Captain Marvel, see it there. Don't, doesn't, go <laughs> online, doesn't go anywhere and no one knows, but it's like the last trailer before Captain Marvel. That would be awesome. Yeah, they're not going to do that because they don't they're going to want to sell the exclusive rights to someone. 
and all of a sudden it'll show up on a TV show or something. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. (sighs) So, but something we don't have to wait to see is a bunch of new merchant stuff that is coming to you soon. And a lot of this is actually athletic wear. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. We're getting Star Wars getting into some more exercise equipment and things of that nature for the new year. Um, are they trying and to send a message? Yeah, they're trying to. They're saying the Star Wars Fuel Your Force is committed to helping fans harness the power of their inner force through an active and healthy lifestyle inspired by the themes, stories, and characters of the Star Wars saga. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Are you saying Lucasfilm just called me fat? I, it's possible. They finally realized that. Wait a minute. We're sitting around watching. Maybe we should get up and move and watch them. Actually, wasn't it last week that we covered that? Um the uh, marathon thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're still seriously possibly considering doing that. I just were doing the run this summer. I, I think Lucasfilm just called me fat. <laughs> I think you should call them up and ha- take them to task on this, Mike. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, hold on. Got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> Okay, I feel better. <laughs> well, the first company coming out strong with this is Fifth Son. It says, feel the force flow within you and celebrate characters who exhibit strength and a keen understanding of the power of training with these shirts emblazoned with your favorite heroes and villains, plus inspiring phrases like the force is strong with this one. One of them that um, has a Millennium Falcon instead of the O and U, and it says faster than you on a tank top. And then Yoda giving you inspiration to push harder and run farther and it's Yoda saying, train, you must. Okay. <laughs> then, we, then we move over to Therese, T, T-E-R-E-Z, and it's a rebel against boring, um, rebel against boring black, sorry, Kylo, by pulling on these Terry's leggings with patterns, illustrations, and even a crystal stormtrooper helmet before you head out to exercise. Okay. This next one is really, really cool. It's from Onnit, O-N-N-I-T. Enjoy a yoga session as peaceful and as perfect, or as peaceful as perfect, or perfect carbonite encased hibernation on a Han Solo in carbonite mat, yoga mat, and you can collect a bounty on the Star Wars themed kettlebells with weights inspired by some of the most recognizable helmets in the galaxy. You have a Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett helmets as kettlebells. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. cool, yeah. Um, Garmin is jumping in on this. It says, help inspire kids to get moving with colorful fitness trackers that include a fun BB-8 adventure game. So basically Fitbits for kids, or Garmin's version of Fitbits for kids. Yeah. Then Stance is getting in on the action, and we know Stance has been making socks for Star Wars for a long time. It says, whether your exercise cho- of choice, a pair or whatever your exercise of choice, a pair of comfortable socks are essential to keeping you going on any terrain. And it's actually you have three sets of stormtroopers here. You have a, a snow trooper, a scout trooper, and a traditional stormtrooper. Their pricing is high. Yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. about that too. I I've heard it. the quality is worth it, but it's still expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, let's see. It's expensive. Yes, trust me. <laughs> I've seen them locally. It's expensive. Well, right now, yeah, it's $18 for a pair of socks on here if you go to the website. Although, you can wow. get a three-pack of Star Wars. Is that, uh, let me see here. Is that Star Wars underwear? Yeah. A three-pack of Star Wars underwear for $75. So you can get boxer briefs for wow. $25. Socks are 18 to 20 A three-pack of droid socks you can get for $50. Yeah. See, I don't even, so, I don't even think I get my discount on them because they have, they have a store here at... Uh, 
at at Disney. So. Yeah. Hey, you could save and get the Force Two pack, twelve different socks for two hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, yeah, wow. no, no. What for socks? What part? Of, well, bi- no. Huh? What part of? Yeah. No. Well, BioWorld's getting in on the action also, uh, with the backpack needs, and it says pack your gym essentials in a backpack that proudly shows your dedication to whatever Star Wars side or character you choose. And BioWare makes some really good uh, bags and stuff. I've seen a lot of the BioWare uh, purses all over the place, the droid purses and stuff. Well, figure you also see a lot of the original X-Wing pilot backpacks around too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, those those are a top seller right there. Yeah. And these actually, there's a wide range of um, sizes, colors, and um, different styles of backpacks and the variety in the actual prices also. Your backpacks are ranging from about $30 to $45, which is somewhere up towards $50, but that's actually not a bad price for a good quality backpack. Yeah. They're right in the range of a good of a good quality backpack that's going to last you a while. Yep. So next up is New Era. And um, most people, if you've ever wore a ball cap in modern times, you've heard of New Era, where they're jumping in on it with new ball caps. And it says, for those who find baseball a baseball cap to be as essential as any outfit as Darth Vader's helmet and mask is to the Sith Lord. A hat honors both that honors both. It's just a black cap with Darth Vader's helmet on the front of it. And uh, they have a whole range. Of, if you go to New Era's website, they have a whole range of different ball caps and stuff. Everywhere from the basic Kylo Ren um, on a brown cap for 20 all the way up to the stylized specialized ones at 50 to 60 dollars, yep. depending on what you're looking for. But once again, just like BioWare, you have a wide range of styles, sizes, and prices. Uh, next up after that, we get to Fanatics, which is you must choose your path, not your allegiance. At a glance, everyone will know both your favorite professional sports team and your Star Wars fandom. And this is one that um, Fanatics is a company that's actually mixing, yeah, as soon as I get rid of the ad, um, your sports teams with the actual um, Star Wars logos. Like they have here... Um, the one right in the front of here it says penguins and empire around a Star Wars or a um, stormtrooper helmet with a penguins logo and below, down below. Yeah. You get a Wookiee of the Year t shirt. You got a Lakers Empire t shirt. There's a, just about any professional sports team has uh, things available. Uh, Mike, they have your Lightning Empire yeah. shirt. There, there's a they have, they have it for all the teams. Um, yeah. And it's it's something that has been they've been doing for most of the season. Now Fanatics has pretty much. They started off as a small online business that has negotiated and bargained their way to essentially become the online store for your your five major sport franchises here in the U.S. with baseball, basketball, hockey, football, and uh, soccer with the MLS. So it, it's a very they have become a very lucrative uh, business with this. Okay, so it. It's it's intriguing what they've done. And the one thing I didn't check when I have since I have that open is their their price range on this one. Yeah, well they're um, little pricey, but these are licensed T-shirts and stuff. So you got T-shirts at right around thirty five dollars, yeah. hoodies right about sixty. Yep. So yeah, this, but like I said, like you said, these are fully licensed by the teams and by Lucasfilm. So problem with a lot of the stuff on fanatic on fanatic is. Their their stuff is a little pricey, just in general, compared yeah. to what it compared to what it used 
went yeah compared to other stuff yeah it, it's become a lot more pricier than but okay anyway. well the next yeah the next one up is performa and it says build uh build your own refueling station with these protein shakers meal prep bags and vitamin containers and this you go to their website it's um performa and it's a lot of your like shaker cups and uh one of the this is actually kind of cool uh, it's the Darth Vader Fit Go Star Wars series, and it's a shaker cup with a like a koozie thing around it. But the koozie thing actually, you could put your cell phone, your key fob for your car, all that actually connected to it. Right. So if you run into the gym, everything is actually on your shaker cup that you have with you for your protein shake. Yep. They also have all your like pill containers for your vitamins or for whatever else you need for the week. Um, there's all kinds of shaker cups. Um, this one's actually kind of cool. It's a pink shaker cup. It says a woman's place is in the rebellion. Yeah, a, a lot. <laughs> According to their website, uh, they got quite a few shaker cups on sale that are ranging anywhere between uh, four twenty four to nine ninety nine. Uh, mm-hmm. But on average, their shaker cups are typically sixteen ninety nine um, a shaker cup. Now that one that you were just mentioning, the Darth Vader Fit Go, yeah, where you can put your cell phone, is thirteen ninety nine. That's not bad. That's a great price. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to find where the um, let's see, because they they have that Darth Vader lunch bag looking thing there that was awesome. Uh, oh. 80, this later. Oh. 8499. Yeah. Oh, you found it? Yep. Yep. 8499. 8499. What all comes in that? Uh it is a aha. adjustable side pocket fits shaker bottle and snacks. Uh comes with two ice packs. Uh six meal containers that are leak proof and B- BPA free. Uh removable thermal divider, uh padded carry handle and removable shoulder strap. Um I think that's it. Where did you find that on here? I'm looking all over for it. <laughs> uh, I actually went to collections. Ah, okay. And chose, chose uh, meal prep, and then on the side uh, chose the category, which they have one for Star Wars. And it's, ah. bro- and it's broken down Star Wars original series and uh, Last Jedi. Okay, I see it now. That is awesome, though. My wife loved that because she loves those um, bento box things. Yeah. And it's the type of thing she would go nuts for. Now, there is a, there's a Stormtrooper version of that uh, thermos bottle as yeah. well. I'm going to have to show Vicky this site, especially with all the other stuff. They, I mean, they have collections for Stormtrooper, Transformers, WWE, DC Comics, Marvel. Yep. They got a little bit of everything. Well, next one up, we have um, Tervis, which looks like more um, drink bottles and stuff. It's hydrating is the best way to keep you feeling fully operational. And this one is actually a Wookiee um, water bottle with a lid. And it, right on it, it's a Wookiee hair, don't care. That should be the like <laughs> motto of Wookiee radio. Oh, wait, I don't have hair to care. <laughs> well, have. you do not on top. Exactly. So the, and this one, actually, the water bottle, this one, rat, all of it um, together is 27 So this was probably a little on the pricey side for me. But I go to collections here and see if they have a Star Wars one. I have this dark side Star Wars half marathon when they ran it here. Uh, yeah. We have a couple of them. Of course, we picked them up at the cast discount shop at Disney. We didn't pay 25 bucks or 28 bucks. Uh, but these things are great. They really are. Yeah. Uh, my only well, problem is, I mean, yeah, they're a, tw- they're a 24 ounce bottle, but it doesn't feel like it, you know, after drinking them all. You know, after, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could pound the 24 ounces with no problem, and, and it doesn't feel like I, I drank 24 ounces. Yeah. Well, I, was, I went into their Star Wars page on Terrorvis, and, um, and it's basically what this is, is they actually have 
they're a company that makes the wraps that go inside of your travel mugs and things like that. Yep. So and they got everything for your, your um, Hallmark Zoom Zooms. Isn't that Hallmark that makes Zoom Zooms? Nope. Disney makes the Zoom Zooms. Disney? Okay. They have Zoom Zooms. They got regular traditional um, Star Wars stuff. Yep. And um, most of these tumblers, now the stainless steel tumblers are right around $35, but the regular um, wraps with a travel aid, like your regular travel mug, is only like $15. Yeah, well, there's there's a couple. Uh, you've got the you've got the uh, travel. What do they call it? Yeah, the 16 ounce tumbler, which is about 19 bucks. 24 ounce tumbler, which is 21 bucks. The water bottle, uh, a 12 ounce tumbler, a uh, 10 ounce tumbler, which are kind of more towards the kids. Uh, I know we have a 16 ounce tumbler that's really nice. Uh, as well and, and some of them they're wraps and some of them like there's one with the star wars logo it's an actual patch that they squeeze in between oh nice yeah so if it breaks you, you just break, try and peel out the patch and then you got something for your shirt nice <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, their collection, I mean, their stuff is great. It really is. Okay. I'll, well, I'll swear by it. Okay. Well, also, if you if you already have your water bottle and you're fine with that, maybe you you need a new pair of shades. And FGX sunglasses are jumping in on this with the sun sun in your eyes. Try these shades instead uh, or instead of going out with your blast shield down. You go to their website, and they have a full range of Star Wars sunglasses for all the way, um, starting at forty dollars. Some stuff down to twenty, and um, some of them are just the um, styled like Star Wars. Some of them, like the BB-8 ones here, actually have BB-8's colors all around them. Yep. There's a wide range of different varieties and styles of sunglasses here, from twenty to forty dollars, about approximately it looks like. And this is actually from Foster Grant. So anybody who knows sunglass or regular eyeglass styles, that's who actually is making these yeah they're they're super nice mm-hmm. hey look i may have to next time i get glasses uh go see if anybody if my um eye doctor actually has any of the star wars frames hey looky there there's oh, a, yeah there's a chewbacca pair oh that'd be sweet nice. maybe i could actually order the frames and then just take them to my eyeglass my eye doctor yeah i yeah. guess i guess there's a it's got something where the the they call it an mmt moving motion template and it has chewbacca moving back and forth and it says it's not <laughs> wise to upset a Wookiee. It's not. No, it's not. And then uh, that is awesome looking because it's got, with the Chewbacca on the sidearms. Yeah, there's Boba Fett. I kind of like these like store or these um, Han Solo ones. And what was the other one there? Like the Millennium Falcon. These with the real wire, real thin wire. Like the RGD two ones are nice. Yeah, well, Foster Grant makes some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm up for new glasses sometime soon. Anyway, so I may have to start looking for these. I, now well, the next one, if your eye doctor carries Foster Grant, they should be able to order these for you. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm gonna have to go ask them about it when I'm there. So, but next up, we're almost at the bottom of the list here, and this one is the one I know my wife um, has gotten these before, even though it's not the these ones is the hypnotic hats, no show socks. And these are um, the short socks you see at target all the time. It's a show the younglings in your life that you're stronger than they know with a subtle nod to their favorite heroes and villains tucked into their shoes. And these are kid socks. Hmm? And Zoe has had these before the exact same look that they're picturing here. Yeah. We got them for her like two, three years ago. Yeah. Well, that's uh, they remake, redo these and they have not just Star Wars. They'll do, they do Marvel and DC and everything else. The problem is my wife actually has uh, small enough feet and stuff that she can get the kid socks. I guess the problem is she has no two pairs alike. (laughs) Every pair of socks she has is unique. (laughs) 
<laughs> but these are only like seven dollars at Target right now. And if you wait, a lot of times you'll find these in the when you first walk into Target. They have that one little section right beside the registers that catch you when you first walk in the door. Yeah. And you find it there a lot of times for five dollars or less. Oh yeah. For like a six pack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, next up we get fan wraps. No more fiddling with your iPhone, or wait, no more fiddling with your phone mid-run. Whether you're a rebel scum or a loyal subject to the Empire, the Imperial insignia on this armband will allow you to move along without raising any suspicions. And this is basically one of those wraps you have for running. It, you put your cell phone in the back of it and wrap it and tie it, or basically strap it to your arm. Move along. Move along. And the one they show here is the Imperial armband, and it's only $18. So It's not bad. Let's go. Star Wars themes on this. They have an Imperial logo one. Oh, for fan wraps, there's a lot of your um, car graphics and stuff also. Yes. Oh, yeah. Are your laptop wraps? Right. Oh, wait a minute. That one's looking cool. Where's the... Because it looks like they have a Chewbacca f- laptop wrap. Yeah, these are primarily... There it is. They're primarily for uh, for Mac. For Macs. But that's cool. You get a, um, an actual Chewbacca wrap for, for your Mac for about 20 bucks. I would love to get a hold of them and go make them. Can you make it for this computer? Yeah. And could you put a custom logo right across that... Chewbacca bandolier. Yeah. Is where yeah really. Okay. Because it's almost okay, this there. This one's cool. Have you seen the Passenger series from them? Yes. It's a window cling. And you oh, have a Star Wars character in the backseat of your car. See, the the other wrap that they have that I, I love is the Falcon wrap. Yeah? Yeah. It's gorgeous. I, I actually saw them. They had a booth at uh, Celebration two years ago. Okay. Some great stuff. I, I may have to order this one here. They have a Yoda for the Passenger series. You can have Yoda sitting in your backseat. I want the scarf trooper. <laughs> yeah. And then Chewy for the front for the front seat as well. <laughs> the porgs are kind of cool. Yeah. You put those on your back window and the side window. <sighs> those are those will end up on Zoe's bedroom window. Probably. You can always tease her and say they're trying to get out. Now here's the question. First order trooper or original trilogy trooper? Original. Original trilogy. Yeah. So that's that one. And the last one we have is Otterbox is releasing new Star Wars. Now they've had Otterbox has had all kinds of phone cases for Star Wars for a long time. Yeah. But they have a new series of cases that have just been released. They have the Galactic Collection and the Solo, a Star Wars story collection. Actually, those have been out for a little while. Okay. I swear by OtterBox. They have protected my phone forever. I do traditionally. The problem is the phone I have now, they don't make an OtterBox for. My problem with this, with the OtterBox or with these cases, they're the Symmetry series, and I use the Defenders. Symmetry is like two steps down from from the Defender. Yeah, the Symmetry is more of just your um, gel cover. Yeah, and that's no good for me. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> So but that's what they have there on new gear that's coming for your phone for um, in 2019 to help you get a little more active yep. and still show off and um, show your geek. Yep. Some great stuff out there. Oh, yeah. So, well, that's going to kind of wrap it up for us this week. Um, I don't think we have any final thoughts, do we? I don't think so. Nope. I think we covered it all on this one, except that I still oh, think yeah. if Lucasfilm is smart, they'll do what I they'll do the teaser the way I thought for um one either the first tease we'll get it all is in front of Captain Marvel and not tell anybody until they see the movie. Yeah. Or we do the um the title release like I was thinking where you get just the Lucasfilm logo and then you see your Galaxy far far or long time ago Galaxy far far away and then just the Star Wars theme and the logo flash on the screen and that's it. Right. That's your tease until celebration. Yeah. But also too until celebration. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. 
project. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,